This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey you guys, this is Matt. I hate so badly to have to put an intro on this podcast, but I gotta do it anyway. Because yesterday was very fired up and recorded this episode about Eugene Peterson coming out as gay affirming. And the episode is terrific and you're going to love it. And I think it's, I don't know, I really had a great time doing it. And then after we recorded the episode, as I'm going to upload the files, I see that he has now clarified and even retracted his statement. So it'd be silly to not acknowledge that up front that some of the stuff that we talk about in this episode has obviously been invalidated, including some references to Preston Sprinkle and what he wrote about it that I disagreed with. Looks like you'll see when you get in there, but turns out Preston was pretty much right on. So big props to him for that. And while I got you, I might as well remind you, go buy some tickets to the Emory concert. We're coming down the West Coast, so go to emorymusic.com, see the tour dates, Portland to Phoenix and everywhere in between. $10 shows. Come see us. All right. Enjoy the episode. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Three, two, one, do it. Christian sex is the best sex. Christian sex is the only sex. Sex, sex, Christian sex, missionary. It be the best, yo, Bad Christian Podcast. All right. Yeah, I do want to take a second there now that you bring up Christian sex is the only sex. But I will say the thing that I said before <laughs> about how it, it, as obnoxious as Christians like to be on defining virginity only as penis and vagina is that they'll go so far as to say that's the only thing that actually counts for virginity and that's the only thing that's sex that I'd like to let all the Christians off the hook to let you know. Luckily, there's no such thing as gay sex, so you don't have to worry about it. There's not. Right. Well, because two lesbians can't do that, and two men don't do that. As oh, as narrowly true. as it's defined by teenage and that, single wow. single Christians in their 20s that, like, well, I do this, I do blowjobs, the kids do anal now in high school so that they're not, yeah, so, yeah. That they can, so that they don't have sex. So, the good yeah, news is, you're right. there's no such thing as gay sex. That is true. From, you a, don't have from to a Christian standpoint, right. you're right. From a Christian standpoint, it ain't no big deal. Right. Like, you, hey, I'm not having sex. And I, yeah, you, according you never to lost your virginity. Yeah, right, right. yeah. All gay people are virgins, so that's nice to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just a penis and a butthole. Right. That's not what, right? what are you talking about. You, you can. Yeah. yeah. What's the big deal? Right. You, you, it wasn't a sin for you. Yeah, right. It wasn't a sin <laughs> <Right>. in 12th grade. <laughs> or, or a bad one. It was maybe a little one. Is all. So, yeah, at worst, it's not gay that sex big of a deal. is a little bad if you're against it. Right. That's not right, a bad lead right. in to, uh, to I mean, the story. I mean, of the they day. would have to think, yeah. So, in a, you're right. <laughs> Based on Christians and the way they read the Bible, they have to think that a guy putting his penis in a guy's butt is not near as big of a sin as a guy <laughs> putting a penis in a vagina. Right. Outside of marriage, right? So, it's like the, let's imagine the pimply face, yeah. the pimply face 22 year old who is sitting there explaining to you why he's still a virgin very carefully. Well, is this, but I never. I've done everything but and this whatever so right. I am technically a virgin and then a giant gay biker dude at, at the gay club looks at him and goes me too brother me too man <laughs> praise Jesus so, there you go I wasn't gonna get lured right. into that <laughs> no what Delilah's you say, Joe, gonna make get you me uncomfortable I'm really uncomfortable. Well, we're not saying. Why are you so uncomfortable? You got. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, I I really enjoy playing around in an area like that because it's like uh, it's just. 
you're not, well, you I'm mean not, a butthole or what? You're well, right, here, here's, no, here's one thing. Here's the line there. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a lot of gay males that would say, first of all, it's not all about sex. Of Second course. of all, that's not the only thing we do is penis to butthole. Right, but it only stands no, in stark contrast too. to the, the narrow, that, that super weird Christian thing where you like to tell yourself you're a virgin when you're clearly not. That that's all. That's, right. that's a joke against that. Yeah. It's actually a pro-gay <laughs> way for, to look at it, and it's an anti-legalistic well, way to look at it. That's why you don't have to be uncomfortable telling jokes in that department because it's well, it kind of makes sense. Once again, we're all somewhat confident that this could be a really good episode that could maybe draw in new listeners because of the content and the new information that we're going to discuss here and how <laughs> That's it's a way to open it up. And we just yeah. we just made a bunch of people hit stop. Like, no, nah, I don't think I'll so. get my source from someone else. No, no big deal. <laughs> but in this topic is what we got to do today. This is big. We're so anal. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I didn't know you were going to start the episode like that, and I didn't know I was going to make that comment, I swear. However, what I do want to talk about is is what's going crazy in the evangelical world right now, and that's the fact that uh, there is a a really good person for evangelicals in the world. His name's Donald Trump, and there's a really bad person in the world for evangelicals, and it's Eugene Peterson who wrote the Message Bible. So (laughs) Trump is good, and Eugene Peterson is bad, is is what you need to know if you're an evangelical. So we're going to talk about that. Today. <laughs> a guy that worked on the Bible is worse than Trump. Who is this? Di- what he okay. wrote the message? Yeah, all right. you, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so Eugene or, Peterson yeah. is a. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about him. I, I have some tabs on the internet open. I this love the name Eugene. My head, but Eugene. I love the name Eugene too. You're right. So Eugene Peterson is. Uh, he's an 84 year old man. Uh, he's that from. Bastard. He's from actually up here in the Northwest. He went to SPU for college and everything. Uh, and he is mainly famous for the message. That Bible translation is the Bible in contemporary language. You know what I'm talking? Has that right. green cover? Yeah, no, I don't know if that might yeah. be New Living. I don't know exactly. A lot, what it looks a lot like, of people message. think that's her- heretical, though, and stuff. They've they've been complaining even about that. But he was trying to do it for the Lord, I think. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. but it's a popular Bible. Many many people have it, uh, and it, yeah. he's famous for it. And he's a, a hero among Christians and some evangelicals. And I mean, people have mixed opinions when you get into yeah, yeah, people get been yeah. actually about King James too. But the message right. is a Bible that's very very common. It's on all the bookshelves everywhere, and people really like it. It receives some criticism, of course. But uh, it, the idea of I it, bought one for my wife years ago. Yeah, sure. I've, I've used it too. The the point of it is that. It's the Bible in contemporary language, which, you know, the idea of it is that you, if you heard one of the Bible writers talking, you wouldn't need to go learn and study to understand what they were saying. So, therefore, we're not hearing it naturally, no matter what, because you're having to say, oh, this is what this guy said in this time, and he was talking to this, and he used Matt, this let me word, just give an we example. don't use that word let me give anymore. An but let me give an example that I think would be super helpful. Like, for example, if I say, once upon a time in a land far, far away, everybody knows I'm talking fiction. Right. So it's the same sort of thing. Like, we're reading things that they assumed... And back in their day, everybody knew where we well, don't know yeah. that stuff. But anymore. I'm just saying, you know, if you read the Bible, you have to go do some research to understand what it is. Whereas the people that heard the guy preaching, uh, Paul or Stephen preaching in Acts or whatever, they didn't have to learn anything. They just understood what he was saying. So this is an yeah. attempt to make the Bible sound like, oh, I just understand what you're saying because you're telling me and it's, you know, whatever. Anyway, not the point of what we're talking about today. But he's a he's a super influential guy and has meant a lot to a lot of people. He's widely respected and and you know, stuff like that. 84-year-old man, and he is, uh, he did an interview with Jonathan Merritt for Religious News, I think, is Religious News Service, 
where he said a couple of things. He said that he was changing. He has changed his mind about same-sex issues and marriage. He said a bunch of other interesting stuff too. But I think I find this super that important. Sick first, bastard. first of all, it blows up pretty quickly when something like this happens. But this one even feels different or special. It makes me feel like, wow, we're really in a crazy and interesting time uh, yeah. right now. Because there's the, the subset of how people react in this and what's going on right here. It's different. It's different than Michael Gunger saying that believe in literal Genesis and it's up. He's out. Like there's this yeah. is really people are like really engaged here and listening. And mm-hmm. my main point is this matters. It's, yeah. it's exciting to me that something is changing and it matters. I'm I'm not even saying good or bad. I, I probably will say that, but it matters. And that's kind of exciting. This isn't just gossip or news or whatever. This guy's opinion will allow other people to change their opinion for better or worse. Here we go. Right. Like we're in I mean, this, this guy time, is man. Here we mass- go. Th- this guy is massively respected in mainstream right. church circles. Massively. I mean, so we're, we're getting closer to more, someone more like Rick Warren, where Rob Bell is just like, oh, we just saw the writing on the wall there. I mean, he, he just kept saying stuff, and now right. here he is, doesn't believe in hell or uh, LGBT, that lifestyle being a sin. But this is a guy mm-hmm. that everybody rallies around. It's, it's almost like one of the... <laughs> one of the good guys, like one of the conservatives. And yeah, so it, it really is a big deal. And here's, I think that, and Matt, I was thinking the same thing that you just said, like things are really changing. It is, it is mm-hmm. unbelievable. And so I think now I'm, I'm pretty much where you guys are at as far as, you know, this time in 15 years from now, I, I think, think I most five. churches will have to be <laughs> affirming. It goes I mean, so fast. Just, yeah. I'm glad right. it, it'll just well let me tell you what he and, said let me start with what he yeah. said here he said yeah, I, I wouldn't it. have said this 20 years ago but now I know a lot of people who are gay and lesbian and they seem to have as good a spiritual life as I do I think that kind of debate about lesbians and gays might be over people who disapprove of it they'll probably just go to another church so we're in a transition and I think it's a transition for the best for the good I don't think it's something that you can parade but it's but it's not a right or wrong thing as far as i'm concerned then do you think he and then simply the, he asked him the jonathan merritt a good journalist just followed up that there a little bit later and said would you do a officiated gay marriage and he just he didn't he only one word answer he just said yes now some people criticize this and say he's still being vague, and that, that doesn't still say he's fully condoning it or saying it's not sin. Blah 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 blah. But I take his word to be very measured and intentional, and he knew what he was saying, and he knew what he wasn't saying, and whatever. Like he, I think he wasn't yeah. being squirrely here. He's just saying. I mean, he makes a kind of a point that is. I, I think the debate's over, and here we go, and it's for the good. But some people are saying, but he still didn't really actually say that he thinks it's okay or right. Or something like yeah. that. Some people are saying he weren't clear enough, and they're mad about it. Including Preston Sprinkle, who wrote an article about. It. I'll tell you about that later too. But go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, it, it it is interesting though that he w- is very non-academic about it. Like honestly, that's intentional what, though. His yeah, his reasoning is. I mean, you could throw so many stones at it. Oh, okay, so you know a bunch of people. What does that mean? Right. Well, you that's know? the whole so, thing we've been talking about, the progressive stuff, saying, oh, your experience is trumping. The, I mean, this guy knows the Bible. He translated the damn thing. Like, right. And he's choosing. So there's got to be more I mean, to it. I mean, I, I can assure you, a guy this smart, it's, there's way more to it than just right. knowing some gay people. Well, that's where the criticism comes in, because they're saying, well, you know how to defend it biblically, so go for it. You're the big pastor, man. You know the Bible. You translated it, and you all this stuff, so go ahead. Tell us how. And right. he, he's intentional. 
obviously intentionally not. I don't know if you take that to be a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it's kind of a strong statement in itself that, of course, he could whip up Bible verses that would support or blah, blah, blah. He's not doing that, which is, what does that mean? Yeah. Well, you know what everybody's scared of, too, is we really do run in like a, a pack or tribal mentality so that, especially, let's just focus in on Christianity here. If somebody differs from you, then it in, to to the, I guess, maybe a conservative Christian that has liked Eugene or whatever, they are now thinking, oh, I can't listen to anything he says because it might infect yeah. everything, or, or we, can't, we can't even necessarily uh, trust this guy anymore. Like, we, you cannot have individual thought within Christianity or else it, it really is threatening. Like, oh, yeah. in most things, you can, you can have an opinion on stuff, but you cannot have an opinion on Christianity because we hold so tightly to the Bible. The Bible is inerrant. The Bible is infallible, which maybe even a lot of that I still kind of agree with, the idea of the Bible being true. I, I'm, I'm definitely probably moving on past there's not grammatical errors or whatever. But it's in, it, it, to me, what is uh, bizarre with this is that this guy is just some dude who is a good guy who says he believes in Jesus and all this stuff, and on this thing he now has changed his mind. And uh, it seems like probably the Christian world is like, uh-oh, maybe we can't trust that message Bible anymore. Can maybe I tell you about this guy. who's not trusting yeah. it and what the, what's uh, happening? Yeah, I want to hear about that. <laughs> okay, so this is what's real crazy, all right? So <laughs> the message Bible itself has been around for a long, long, long time. This is my favorite part. Lifeway prepared to stop selling the message over comments. <laughs> LGBT <laughs> comments. <laughs> They've been lied to right. for decades. Okay, so Lifeway, we know, you know who Lifeway is. They're the big Christian bookstore, and it's always the thing in our world where if a band does something wrong, their CD won't be in Lifeway, and that's right. a big statement. And who knows how they decide or what they decide, but when there's controversy, they pull shit real quick. That's one of their things. Right. Everybody's predicting it, and they haven't pulled it yet. They're waiting on, which is so awesome, his clarification biblically <laughs> to make sure what he thinks or doesn't, and then they'll decide whether or not to take the Bibles off the shelf because they will be unsuitable depending on what his new opinion is now. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, it's just, yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's just so crazy. Like... And you know what they'll say? They'll say something like, hey, uh, you know, we think he, you know, he's a fine guy or whatever. We're glad that for the years that we got to use the message, but we wouldn't want somebody following this all the way to its end length or whatever and figuring out that he's okay with this because, you know, a new Christian, that could be really dangerous for them, that they might mm -hmm. agree that it's okay to be homosexual and get married or have sex. But like, the, that's the thing everybody's worried the about. The book like, he has is, and he has all the, I mean, he's written like dozens of books. They're all right. in there. That, they were suitable, but depending on what his opinion is about a different thing that's not even in that book, they he's an unsafe person to have be listened to <laughs> or something. Right. And anything that he did years ago, when he, even if he wrote the book back when he said that it was, a, whatever it is, this is what they say, that, that, uh, both sides of the LGBT they acknowledge Peterson as one of the most high-profile evangelicals to publicly change his stance on sexuality. Lifeway Christian Store wow. stated that if if the popular author indeed supports same-sex marriage, its stores can no longer sell his book. And here's a quote from those people. Lifeway only carries resources in our stores by authors who hold to the biblical view of marriage, stated a spokesperson on, from, from Lifeway. We're attempting to confirm with Eugene Peterson or his representatives that his recent interview on same-sex marriage accurately reflects his views. If he confirms he does not hold a biblical view of marriage, Lifeway will no longer sell any resources by him, including the message. <laughs> 
<laughs> they have it's 135 yeah. of his books in their store right now. 135 titles by him. They're going to get rid of all of them, you think? If they Is find that out they if when if they find out that he doesn't have a a biblical view of marriage in obviously in their view, but they don't think it's in their view. They yeah. think that's just it it is or isn't. He's eighty four. Well, <laughs> that's so crazy. I, I mean, um, let's say it this way: they're going to remove God's word <laughs> from the shelf <laughs> because because of this guy. <laughs> but I just love it because everybody knows way how silly worse this people is. It's so in the obvious. Bible. There's well, way I mean, worse people in the Bible, though, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't. You can read about the bad people in the Bible that were got, you know, chosen by God. They're bad people in the Bible. This guy just said, "Hey, this is kind of where I'm at right now." Yeah. Right, and, and it's I devastating. Mean, and, and here, here's what's funny is, I, I guarantee you, Lifeway has a has all of Perry Noble stuff. I they, oh, they do. They I got I got more for you on that. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, they pulled Jen Hatmaker's stuff after she said she affirmed same sex marriage. Uh, they yeah. stopped carrying her book, and they said that significant changes in her theology of human sexuality uh, contradicted their doctrinal guidelines. So, I mean, they have some standard that they're holding to, but it's fine. But it's, I like how silly it obviously is. They also pulled a Mark Driscoll book for controversy once and other stuff. Uh, Rachel Held Evans claims that they ban any book that has the word vagina in it, <laughs> which isn't and maybe <laughs> strictly true. But they, uh, they do still have books from... Uh, uh, Joel Osteen, for instance, like de- he's definitely in there, but yeah, th- this not the Message Bible has got to be pulled. Uh, let's see if there's anything else interested in. Oh, now how about some reactions from people on Twitter? Because we live in this time where it was super easy when I started wondering what people said. All I did was type, I wonder what so and so said. Type their name in Twitter, and guess what? Anybody you want to really? know is weighed in because that's what everybody <laughs> does. <laughs> so uh, that's hilarious. So Russell Moore, I love Russell Moore, Southern Baptist guy, and I think he keeps it totally real but in this case his tweet was just simply so disappointing so we have a major i think the way to think about this is it gets weird because there's people trying to defend biblical christianity and then there's people who look at the issue as people and that's why i think so interesting because that's why i say it's important because no matter what the fact that people are going to open this up and be affirming and stuff like that means people's will get married that otherwise wouldn't. Like, think how significant that is. People will have jobs in churches, their careers, their relationships. It 100% is going to affect people's lives on the most fundamental level. And for any LGBT Christian or advocate, then obviously they see it super positive. So it strikes them a little funny to see somebody like Russell Moore say, so disappointing, and then just tweeted a link to the article. That's what he thinks. He thinks, so disappointing, these people... Right. Are going, you know, like, that's weird. Uh, Elisa Childers, who we just, our last episode, two episodes about, said it's a very sad day and then tweeted yeah. that. And I think, and I tweeted back from our bad Christian, it's like, or maybe a super happy day? Right. <laughs> I mean, for some people, like, <laughs> like I, it's just weird because on one hand, you're defending some nebulous thing and saying it's sad when a bunch of people feel less bad about the bad things that happen to them from their point of view. Well, and you're saying and, that's and, sad. That's interesting, at least. I'm not saying their and, view's not right, and I have a lot of respect for Russell Moore. Here, here's, here's what I would say as far as Alyssa's comments, and I think I can say this based on experience, is I don't think it's sad to these people. I think it's scary. Because when, when, when I felt like... So basically, I was in their 
uh, mindset when Rob Bell came out as uh, pretty much a universalist. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of scary because I was like, here's right. a guy that everybody's reading his books, everybody's watching his NUMA videos, and all of a sudden he just yanked something out of our theology that we've all thought f- our whole lives. Yeah. And so it's just scary when but, people yeah. that we respect and honor change on big things and, yeah. because we're thinking what else is, is going to happen. But just think about that for a second. You're a gay Christian. You hear the news. You go, wow, things are looking up for me and people like me, maybe I'll be able to get married. I mean, this is in, in, inevitably how they feel. And then they, they, right. uh, they, then they look on Twitter and they see these people go, what a bad, sad day. Bad things have happened right. today. Like, oh, how, does that, that make, how does that make you feel? You know? Yeah, and, right. and that's what I was telling Alyssa uh, in that interview is no matter what, you have to realize that at this day and age, saying something non-affirming publicly is just not loving. It's just not because you're basically throwing stuff out about people's It's at least disembodied, you know, from yeah. something. Like they say, yeah, but truth, 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 no matter what your feelings are about it. But I, I get that. That's true. And it might be, I mean, Eugene Peterson may be wrong or something. When you get to heaven, we may find out. But what you're saying is certainly correct. Today, when you make a statement like that, for sure it is perceived and felt by those individuals as hurt, attack, yeah. harm. I mean, that, that is true, at least. Well, let me ask you guys this. Does this, does this start a domino effect? Are there going to be other pastors that of say, course. well, this is kind of where I'm at. I'm going to follow his lead because I've, I've thought this now for a year. Yeah, he gets the benefit yeah, of being sure. 84, though. That kind of you know, yeah, he's gone. Like, too. Uh, that gives him more it. credibility, though, doesn't it? That people can change and stuff change. Isn't that pretty awesome. Well, yeah, but but also maybe he believed this when he was 27. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I can't do it right now. I got to write that message. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like getting paid. I don't. I don't know. I mean, when he's 84, he's like, I might die in right. seven minutes. Well, I might be dead seven minutes from now. I'll, I'll say whatever the hell I want. He I also care. he also said another tidbit on that is that he is 84. He's also not writing any more books or doing anything so he's like oh yeah it, I'm, I'm out right <laughs> <laughs> i can say what Peace. i want though. i'll leave i'll leave y'all with this <laughs> but it, but that's the dream it's like well i'm not gonna do anything else so i can say what i really think right. maybe that's part of it you know yes well I, I we've been saying this forever of course it's going to happen and you're going to see it more and more no matter what you believe and we've all we've had we've discussed this a million times on this podcast and we're all kind of a little bit we still don't know exactly what we think or believe but i just can't take the idea of me saying hey the God I believe in says what you're doing is wrong, so you can't do it. Like, just that alone is just too, uh, it's too cruel. It's too intrusive. Like, it, it, even if I think it's wrong, I want everybody to be able to do what they want to do and then let God figure it out, right? right? Like, it, if, if, if being homosexual is the worst sin ever and it's so awful, like a lot of Christians believe, God can handle it then. He'll send them to a fire forever to burn and worms and all this stuff. He'll handle it, right? If or he'll treat think, it like I mean, some other sin that you thought was okay that you, it turns out isn't. Right. And how about this? I mean, it's not like – here's what I think everybody's so scared of, that all of a sudden everybody's going to catch gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your yeah, kids yeah, are going to yeah. catch gay, and everybody's <laughs> yeah. going to be gay. It just isn't going to happen we'll, like that. You're we'll so be marrying sheep and trees in no time. Then oh, what will they do in the public schools at Christmas? You know, that's what. Right. <laughs> so here's a few more reactions. J- uh, Jonathan Merritt, the journalist that wrote this massive article, his dad is a real well-known doctor, theology, religious guy, professor named James Merritt. And he wrote, he tweeted out, I'll change my mind when God changes his mind. And this tweeted his son's article who he seems pissed about, <laughs> which right. is awesome. 
But his son's not his his son's not saying anything. Uh, I mean, the tone of it seems to. I mean, the 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 tone of the article is is. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know the personal drama, but I'm saying Jonathan Merritt is not like expose on this guy. It seems like he's he's done this article and is presenting it. And I'm not saying it's not about him. He's just a journalist, but it's not painting it in a negative light. This isn't some hit piece. Like yeah, he found out what you know. He doesn't seem against it or anything, but his dad seems to not like the whole the whole thing. I think that's interesting. Now, I mentioned Preston Sprinkle talked about it. He wrote an article oh. about it. So, Preston Sprinkle's, I'm going to just tell you the gist of it, of course, but um, his article says this is a wit, big, giant nothing. Doesn't matter at all. He said uh, that he doesn't think it's a big deal because uh, he says, I snoozed my way through the statement. There's nothing here that requires a redefinition of marriage. So he's taking that little nuanced view there. He said, I know too many amazing uh, gay and lesbian Christians whose spiritual life is better than mine. And he talks about his gay and lesbian friends, but he doesn't say anything about their relationships and his view of marriage as a whole, which is why Lifeway is kind of in limbo. But I think yeah. Eugene's done this on purpose. So Preston Sprinkle's almost saying that this is lazy and he's silly and he didn't clarify anything. No, and he didn't really say anything. And this is a whole bunch of nothing. I disagree vehemently with Preston. And Preston also thinks it would be bad if so. Preston holds that marriage is man and a woman. He's not affirming, yeah. but he's very well-spoken and very thoughtful and respectable on the issue. But Preston says that he isn't doing the right thing by not saying clearly. And I just have the opposite point of view. I think Eugene Peterson's nailing this on purpose and being somewhat vague on purpose in a useful way not to be easy. I think he knows what this dialogue's going to cause and what is, I think, you know, I give him more credit for being, I don't even think he's being vague. I think he's being, you know, measured. But. Strategic. Yeah. yeah. So that's what Preston, they, even the Babylon Bee got on board. Oh, really? Yeah. What they say? Babylon Bee immediately came out with something that is similar to Preston's take, but in a satirical sense. He said, three people, ba- Babylon Bee headline, three people shocked as Eugene Peterson comes out in favor of same-sex relationships. (laughs) Meaning that, of of course he did. He's the guy that wrote the message where he's tried to make the Bible word for word where it makes it just sound normal. You know, like, that's the joke. Because everybody knew this guy was trying to do different stuff. You know, it's not shocking, which is what Preston kind of holds, basically. It says, I don't, I I guess I kind of, I might fall there where it doesn't matter. Like, I didn't even know if you, I I knew the message Bible. I didn't know Eugene Peterson by name or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Maybe I've heard it and forgotten it. But I just think it really isn't that big of a deal. And that's where, Joey, I do think things are going to happen. It's just going to become less and less of a big deal. People are going to go, ah, there's a gay couple at our church. That's fine. They serve. They're cool. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to become more uh, natural and ingrained in our society where you're like, oh, it's not this big, crazy, horrific, scary, big thing that our whole life and eternity relies on. It's just, it's going to get less and less where you're going to go, okay, because how about this? When I was a kid, divorce was unbelievable, terrible. It was awful. You just didn't do it, and it was real bad. And there was people that didn't get to come back to church because of divorce. Now, maybe I grew up in a very conservative, small, kind of backwoods church, but divorce was huge. And now it's like, yeah, people get divorced sometimes. People in my own family that grew up in that church and my papa was the pastor of have been divorced. Two of the four siblings got divorced in our own family. And everybody's like, well, you kind of had to because of this. And, and things get more and more lax as you go on because you're like, ah, it's normal. I guess I can see that. Once you start seeing other people's points of view, you go, ah, it's, maybe it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. And I think you're going to see more and more where people go, well, maybe it doesn't. The big issue is for, uh, I think Christians are, if you're gay, does that condemn you to hell 
That's a you know that's, I mean? that's unrepentant sin. That's know, goofy. I agree. Though. That, that we that's have, what they you think. have to understand that if you never knew it, I'll put it this way. If you never knew a divorced person in your family, as you, if you want to use the divorce example, right. and you'd never been around or seen any divorced people, and you read the Bible, you say it's clearly against it, and you have no problem saying, not cool. But then, based right. on experiences, you realize it's messier than that, and blah, blah, blah. And now we, well, right. okay, it's, and we have to wrestle with that. Same with, of course, the goofy example of unrepentant sin is, well, if you commit suicide, you can't go to heaven. If you want to be that strict about it, fair enough. That's what you believe. I can respect that, but that's just, just obviously silly yeah. in my view. So this one falls in line with that. You may have a lifelong greedy lifestyle where you know what? You were greedy, but you know what? You thought it was okay, but you had it wrong. That would be an unrepentant lifestyle your whole life too. So that right. doesn't really hold up to me. So I do I believe that, that gay affirming could be right, could be wrong, but it'll wind up in the bucket with divorce and not very long in the future, obviously. Yes, that's my point too. It's just not going to matter. At some point you're going to go, oh, it's so... It's become so natural and ingrained in society that it just won't matter. And that's what happens with all the things. Right. That's just that's how what it happens. Goes. Everybody has a humongous defensive wall that they put up and go, no, not on our watch because of this, this, and this. And our God says this. And then I'm going to march. I'm gonna die. And then you go, ah, And until well. it breaks and everything's fine. Right. And, and you, you know, never think about neighbor, it again. I mean, you just never exactly. go back. My, just, my neighbor's gay and he's cool and his boyfriend's cool. And I, the, what am I doing? I ain't got time for this. I got to work 40 hours this week and I'm already giving my money to the church. I don't care. They're giving their money to the church. They're doing this. Okay, that's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's right. It doesn't, and just because you're gay doesn't inherently mean you're just evil. It just doesn't. I mean, the church we go to, uh, you know, is uh, highly populated by uh, gay folks, and they're just awesome. And they serve mm -hmm. the church, and they give their tithes, and they uh, they even question sometimes stuff like about what the church is doing, like in a good way. Like they, you know, it just it's so silly that we, that Christians have elevated homosexuality as if it's yep. the worst sin. Yep. It's the dumbest thing in the history of the world. It Let's makes move in. Christians Let's, look foolish. Here's, here's what I think is going to be super interesting too. It, the uh, Gallup polls said that in 2016, 4.1% adults in the U.S. identify as LGBT. I'm curious, as, as it becomes more and more acceptable in our culture, does that number increase like crazy? Not like crazy, but some, yeah. Yeah, it's so going to increase. People well, will feel look, more free to come out. Yeah, that, but so, so the, the Christians will use that to say, see, now that you've affirmed it, more people honest, are choosing yeah. this horrible sin because you've mainstreamed it. Now, and then everybody else will say, well, they were afraid to come out before, now it's safe, so there will be an increase. Right. So, and then you're right. going to either be the anti-vaxxer that, that, that wants to say right. why there's more cases of autism when clearly we didn't used to diagnose it. We've opened up the diagnosis much broader. Right. Right? It's not vaccines causing it, which is how this will go. But... Yeah. So let's move farther into the progressive reactions. Rachel okay. Held Evans had a real interesting point. Uh, she says, I wonder how this is going to be, how he will be treated differently than Jen Hatmaker. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. Nah, I don't, I mean, you know, this, it's a lot easier to go, oh, this 84 year old white man with power and this and these other things. Well, if he's changing, you know what? Maybe it is time we start changing or whatever. But Jen right. Hatmaker's like, come on. We, we, the, there was all that controversy about these women bloggers being out of control is what happened when she, right. <laughs> when she got in trouble. So <laughs> interesting point. You're interesting right. point. And then farther, to, even to the left there, Science Mike uh, tweeted something. I don't. Let me pull up that tweet. I don't want to miss say it. But it was it, it and Rachel Evans and the tone on the more progressive side is so far as to, to, to say, 
well, it's time to listen. We're going to listen. Is this even good enough? Is he okay? And they're opening the door for people to criticize Eugene Peterson even still. And uh, Mike, Science Mike retweet. I got to find it. Sorry, but it'll be worth it. Science Mike even, uh, I can't type and do anything at the same time. I'll try to type while I talk. He tweeted that. Almost there, almost there. The internet. He says, okay, somebody said, I also think LGBT people deserve an apology from individuals who, who held non-affirming theology in the past, repentance and reparations. And Science Mike retweeted this and said, this is important. I'm not just affirming. I repent of the harm my prior beliefs and actions have caused LGBT folks. Wow. Meaning Science Mike's position yeah. is, yeah, no, duh. And Matt, Toby, and Joey, you guys owe the LGBT people a public repentant and reparational apology. He's put yeah. that that farther progressive thing still puts us in the boat of, you know what I mean? So did, yeah. how, does that strike you as true? Or come on, do you? Oh, no, I mean, you yeah. know that now is like, well, you still I, need more time I, I think to think, so. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I think I think I might be there with Science Mike, and mm -hmm. and here's why. I think I've shared this story before, but if not. Um, I'll say it again. I was at the dentist office. This is about two or three, it's about three years ago. And I was sitting there and an older gentleman came in who was very effeminate. And I'm almost certain he was gay. And I, I, I don't want to stereotype him or whatever. Just a lovely man. Very nice. Uh, I think he was gay. Even if I'm wrong, here's the point of the story. After I was sitting there, I was like, you know what? It's crazy. He grew up in the South. He's probably, I think he was about 70 years old. And if he was gay, his entire life, he was not able to freely live how he wanted to. Like growing up, especially in the South where everybody's a Christian, everybody most likely thought there's something wrong with this guy. You know, back in the day, thought the homosexuality is a mental disorder, all kinds of stuff. And I thought, you know what? It calls a mental disorder to have to deal with that and being called that and tag that just for the way you talk. But yes, exactly. And so this guy's entire life growing up, you know, early 1900s to now. And I was thinking, you know what? If he's wrong and homosexuality is wrong or whatever, but for, by God's standards, I actually believe if, if he believes in Jesus, he's going to be covered by the blood still. Even mm -hmm. if, if homosexuality right. is a sin. If I'm wrong and there is no God, then my beliefs ruined a man's entire what life. What you participated in and believed one, contributed yeah, What I participated it, right. in ruined the one life that he got. If there is no God and this is the one, the, you know, the, the 80 years you get, my belief system Gave him no chance to live his life how he wanted to, and the I guy don't was lovely. I think I've ever he was, heard he you be that metaphysically man. logical before, Toby. Wow, <laughs> maybe maybe it's vacation. I'm with you though, <laughs> but but I was just like, if I'm wrong, I ruined the guy's one chance. You know, how people go, hey, if if I'm wrong, well, you know about God, well, at least you know we'll find out in heaven. Either only one thing you're wrong is I just I either I'm I take a dirt nap or I get heaven. <laughs> so, you know that idea, whatever that argument is. But the truth is, he would. I ruined his life with my belief system and, and the way that I, what, what I was taught and told was and wrong. So you're sorry. And that, that wow. is wrong. That is rotten. I mean, that guy didn't get a chance to, to fall in love. That guy had to hide who he loved. Even or, if it was wrong, he you're saying sex. You're saying even if it was wrong, you don't believe that he would have gone to hell or anything. So you just think, oh, it's something right. we got wrong, which we know lots of things got wrong. But if, if it's the other way around, then you've done great harm. But I think that's a good analysis. Right. I guess I want to resist apologizing because I don't, you know. So I will apologize, but I'm going to do it like Georgia does if she gets in trouble. Sorry. 
Sorry, God. <laughs> okay. was, but the problem is, we were indoctrinated that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just crazy. Like I just, I, I was yeah, just indoctrinated I, I have, that it was the biggest sin. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think yes, sorry, but um, I don't know. Don't I, defend I, yourself, white man. For well, for for yeah. people for people that really struggle with guilt, I have to be careful of that because I, I do feel like there is a place to at least discuss where people came from and how they were brought up. So that doesn't get me off the hook as far as whether or not to apologize. Just like I, I think, you know what? It's okay to apologize to black people for what your ancestors did to their ancestors. Why not? We're all humans. Like, why can't we say, you know, the, the, you guys have persevered through a lot. History has been really rough with slavery and civil rights. Sorry about all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think for I, yeah, that that's a little different because in this, I, you know, I, I can't contest that super strongly. But I don't like beating ourselves up with guilt. I don't think that's positive in general. No, I'm not beat but, up with guilt at all. Yeah, I, I, that there's something about that impulse that progressive and leftist stuff takes just too far that I am not down with. However, this is different because in your life, you as the individual held and participated and now have changed. That's not saying your ancestors. That's that's a little different. I, yeah. I appreciate the distinction, but literally in our lives, we've been one way now or another. So clearly, it's different. That that's worth apologizing or acknowledging publicly and those kind of things. I got one more thing or two more things that he said to tell you, right. and then we don't have time today. We're going to get out of here. But uh, he he also said, "This is awesome. This is a, could be a whole other episode. We won't do it." He also said, "Mega churches aren't churches." <laughs> I'm liking this yeah, guy. Yeah, no, he's on his way out. He's uh, he's published his last book. It came out a few months ago, and now he's just saying shitty things. He says mega yeah. churches are not churches. He said, "How can you have five thousand people? It's not personal. You don't know anybody. It's not real. This isn't a thing." He's, I'm paraphrasing, but mega That's churches awesome. in, in themselves are bullshit and cause a lot of harm. I might find the actual quote. He also said, <laughs> "As far as he's concerned, Trump is the enemy." <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing so it's I, I, it's, it's, it, hey it's living out my theory of when you get old you should do whatever you want like yeah. he can do whatever you want. like he should, I, I wish he'd have said you know what drinking and driving pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> or so, you know what i mean like i wish he would have really gone off the deep end and said like horrific stuff where you're like oh my god do you want the mega church quote when, yeah so when 5,000 people come to your church, you don't know anybody's name. I don't think you can be a pastor with just a bunch of anonymous people out there. In the mega church, well, there's no relationship with anybody. I think the nature of the church is relational. If you don't know these people then you're pre- that you're praying with and talking with and listening to, what do you have? I feel pretty strongly about that. He says, blah, blah, blah. I'm just upset by the fadism of the mega church, but I don't think they're churches. They're just entertainment places. He says. Wow. I mean, he says I they are said not it churches. better myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that's exactly right. All The pastor is just a guy who does public speaking. He is not your pastor. And I know churches try to, you know, subvert that by, well, we care about small groups and we care about, you know, little first and then getting bigger or whatever. But the tr- I, I totally agree with that. I, th- I think that's something that I've struggled with my entire life of. There, it, the, the personal side of it, is just harder. Now, I, I do see some some options that could push back against that. For example, like uh, you know, Seacoast where Joey oh, works. Oh yeah, and I but work. we're not solving uh, anything. No, 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 I know, but I'm just saying, like multi-site, you are smaller, but still, the the bigger hole, you don't get to meet your preaching pastor that much, or he becomes a little bit of a celebrity. My it, biggest you have thing to war against that. My biggest thing is I totally agree with his assessment. The only thing you're leaving out is some people find their church through a megachurch through 
small groups and sure. small. I mean, so yeah, but that but also yeah. relies on them. Just they like it. Yeah. What you're saying is, oh, if somebody goes to a mega church and likes it, that means they are able to find their church and God. That that right. doesn't necessarily mean anything. That that allows you out of a lot of the stuff that you don't want to do, like yeah. serve or care yeah. or connect or have fellowship, all that stuff. So, it, so is, in that sense, is it a church? Just because somebody likes it, why is that a pro for mega church, Joey? I mean, I I don't necessarily think of a Sunday morning gathering as the church. I see it as a time well, that's what, for. That's what he's saying. It's just yeah, entertaining. He's saying he, he, yeah, he agrees. Anyway. That, that's, what, that's what I just said. I agree with his assessment, but I don't necessarily That you don't work at a church. That you're, We're talking a Sunday morning <laughs> service. Right. I mean, my Which gosh. Is, he says mega churches this. are not churches. Well, his how, how he follows that statement up, I agree with his assessment. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Wow. I think he's saying these things exactly that way to spark exactly this, and that's the point, and that's what's so exciting. We're not, we're not who cares about solving whether, yeah. I mean, the, the technicalities almost don't matter. The fact that this guy with this voice can say that and we can talk about it, good. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. This is exciting. That's why I wanted to do it because things matter. Things are changing. We get to participate. 2017 is a crazy time. This is exciting. That's, right. that's all. That's a, that's yeah. all. I, my only takeaway is. Yeah. I, well, here's why I'm excited. Joey, how old are you? 39, my friend. Imagine the shit that Pastor Joey Spence is going to say when he's 84. <laughs> <laughs> he's already said a he's shitload not. of stuff it's by 39. What is your date? God, is, at 84, what's it going to be? <laughs> what's y'all's date of when you're going to let it fly? Are you going to set a date oh, to let it fly, whatever? Well, I, I'm pretty sure I ain't going to make it to 84, so mine's probably about 47. I think at 47, <laughs> I'm going to unload some shit that people are going to lose their minds on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.